Let's do it. short bus riders man it's been a while but man we're back we're coming back to start some new shows for you and uh if you don't know who i am i'm rick and i'm just one half of this crazy show but uh along with me is my long lost friend i haven't spoken to since probably around october as far as uh doing a show and that's the one and only mr johnny krug what is up brother Hey, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I am so excited, man. This is going to be awesome. Um, like, Short Bus Cinema, man, has been, like, the best part of my life for years. Wow. So, and, cool. uh, well, I say for years, but, like, since years. Oh, God, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds weird to say it out loud, but That's anyway. Right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, Put it all out there, man. Put it all out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. So, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Um. I had to step away for a while and just kind of get some things together and deal with real life stuff. And, uh, you know, we've been talking back and forth, uh, you know, just Facebook and stuff like that. And we just decided, hey, it's it's time to get back in the bus. So uh, really, really excited about this. If, if you haven't been with us before, it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It's probably unlike anything else you've ever experienced, I guess, as far as a podcast. Uh, but just join along with us, and we're going to have a whole bunch of fun at this show. Boy, you know, the the goal is to find the worst movie ever made. And uh, some of them are enjoyable to watch, and some of them you just go, why was this movie even made? <laughs> <laughs> and I would say this one's probably in that category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is, a, this is a rough one, but, you know, at the same time, like, okay, this is, a, okay, first of all, we're talking about Hobgoblins from, what, 1987? 87, 88, somewhere around in there. 80, okay, yeah. And uh, I, I assume everybody has seen the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of this. <laughs> but if you haven't, I mean, I'm sorry if you watched this like we did, like, without the riffing. <laughs> This movie, yeah, without the riffing, this movie is very painful. Yeah, yeah, it, it really yeah. is. And and that's what we're here to do, is kind of give you our own walkthrough of uh, <laughs> what works for this movie, what doesn't work for this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> should it even be talked about? That's a good question, too. So I did see, I, I kind of snuck a little promo picture out there saying, hey, are you excited about Short Bus like we are? And it was a short little scene from this movie. And automatically, I saw people going, oh, no. Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, this movie, I mean, I don't know, but like, okay, so <laughs> as a child, I grew up and I almost always spent my allowance or, you know, my what I would earn from mowing grasses, I, I would uh, spend that on running movies. <laughs> and I never once came across this movie until MST3K. So. <laughs> 
it wow. scares me that this movie was so under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously when you when you see it, or if you even want to attempt to see it, it it's <laughs> obvious it was a, hey, Gremlins is doing really good. Let's make a Gremlins movie, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what they kind were going of. for. <laughs> like, like, kind of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like somebody in the middle got in there and was like, hey, we can do some different stuff with this. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, again, we're, we're going to cut away and take a little short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to get in details of just how crazy this movie is. So, stick around. We'll be right back. Do you desire to add yet another entry in the endless legion of film review podcasts to your playlist? Can you not stand the thought of having any moment of your dull, pointless, waking life intruded upon with the sounds from the real world, and would prefer to listen to a small cast of assholes talk about movies? Then, they must be destroyed on sight! Probably meets your bare minimum requirements. Join Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest hosts as they talk about films from every genre, ranging from the obscure and schlocky to the well-known top dollar classics. Look for... They must be destroyed on sight! On iTunes... Podbean, YouTube, and Facebook. That's... They must be destroyed on sight! for our feature presentation. All right, we are back with Hobgoblins from 1987, uh, written and directed by Rick Sloan, who uh, he did The Visitants, he did Hobgoblins 1 and 2, the second movie came out in 2009, <laughs> and apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently he did all of the Vice Academy movies with, like, you know, Linnea Quigley and wow. all that, so, yeah. yeah, but, but, but I will say this. His very first movie was Blood Theater with Mary Warnov, which it's huh. not great, it, but it is kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's a slasher you need to see, I think. I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I don't think you can, I mean, I don't know if it's even on DVD. I think it's like <laughs> Lost in the Ether, man. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Lost in the Ether, how about this? Monterino, you're gonna die! <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I haven't heard that in um, a while. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, I mean, it's the plot. I mean, let's go ahead and put it out there. The plot, <laughs> I mean, really plot? Okay, it's a security guard who starts at a new job and basically <laughs> releases a bunch of demon hobgoblins that <laughs> possess people's minds that's the entire that's the entire movie i that's mean pretty, and that is pretty i think i literally wrote more than they did in the script <laughs> uh, and i love the fact that you know from the beginning because that's pretty much the opening of the show and then they just turn loose and run amok through the town again it's they a do. it's a it's a it's a gremlins 
almost Ghoulies kind of ripoff kind of thing. I don't even know if Ghoulies was yeah, Ghoulies was already out at this point. It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the effects as we go along. Cause I just not- feel, I mean, I mean, before we get into it, I just feel like, I feel like they saw things that were being very successful, and they didn't know how to, like, recreate that. Very true. But they tried so damn hard. Well, I don't even know if they really tried hard. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would hope so, because, I mean, you, you know, it doesn't seem like it, though. Right. So, like you said, kicking this thing off, there's this new employee he's sitting there, and he's jamming out. He's got his Walkman on, and uh, apparently, this is a cool place to work because the only thing that's really required is a members-only jacket <laughs> to be working there. Uh, well, you're talking, about, you're talking about Dennis, the guy that's having a seizure, like trying to like air drum and air guitar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And while he's sitting there, his boss McCready comes up, who's the old dude, and uh, he's like, "Hey, man, what are you? You're not even paying attention. You're not answering the phones. You're not doing anything. So it's it's one of those employees, you know. Everybody's working yeah. one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when uh, it was his phone. It was his, it was McCready's boss that was calling on the phone. So McCready has to go talk to the boss in this office, man. It just looks like an old closet. I mean, you know, it's got like 1963 paneling on the walls. Uh, it's like he's got a rotary fan and like a trophy, and that's it on the desk. <laughs> well, I didn't think they could go. I didn't think they could go older than him. Like they actually, the boss was actually older than the security guard. <laughs> oh, and just some uh, some really bad acting, but yeah, pretty pretty bad stuff, man. Uh, and then you get the part where the young guy, as you said his name was Dennis, is that right? Yep, Dennis, yeah. He, he's he's making his rounds, right? The job is a security job for this big abandoned studio. And he's walking. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say studio. <laughs> they, <laughs> right. <laughs> at this point, they haven't said that. I mean, at this point, like, I wrote down, like, storage facility, bank vault prison? Like, what the hell is this place? Like, they literally don't say what this is until about two scenes later. Right, right. And so, you know, he's, he's walking him around, and he shows him this big vault. Like you said, it's just a big bank vault. And it's like, why would this even be here? What is behind, like, prison bars? The whole, yeah. thing, the whole thing is very weird. It's like, what the hell? Uh but then it cuts back to because everything else, everything else in this uh, facility is a door. Like right. it's literally just you know normal door. Yeah. So you're like, why would this? <laughs> the whole thing just seems so out of whack. <laughs> yeah, they just had to use whatever rooms they could get a hold of it. Apparently, five thirty <laughs> in the afternoon, I guess. Uh, hey, nobody's in this hallway. Let's shoot something here. <laughs> uh, but you get a scene where uh, this guy is. I can't remember why he goes there, but he goes to the vault to check well, no, on something. basically the the the, the boss guy, the uh, well, his I guess the other security guy gets called away right. to the office, and so he goes down there. And this is one of those movies that has all these things in there that should just be a given, just like you know. Oh the, yeah, he's walking up to the bars, and you get that the the dialogue to yourself, which kind of sounds like this. So there's nothing down. <laughs> I wonder what they keep in here. I wonder what they keep in here. 
I mean, you know what I love though is, is as soon as he gets down there, you hear like to me it sounded like John Goodman eating like a can of ravioli. He's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just like what the hell, really? Right. Yeah, I mean the, these creatures. You know, when you hear their sound, it's basically like somebody just trying to clear their sinuses. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's like me on any normal day. I'm like, oh my god, my sinuses are horrible. <laughs> And he goes down there and he finds this huge vault and he goes in because that's what you do when you haven't been somewhere before and, and you talk to yourself out loud. And uh, obviously, like we said earlier, he was banging on the drums and playing guitar and is, you know, sitting there in his chair. He's daydreaming of being a musician, I guess. And when he goes in the vault, what does he find? A huge band <laughs> stage. So he goes in the vault and there's this big stage, like a rock band stage, right? And. He starts jamming on the stage, which is so terrible. (laughs) So terrible. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that if you rewatch this, the first thrust with that mic stand in his crotch (laughs) looks like it actually hits his crotch. Like, it looks like he slammed that right into himself. (laughs) Uh, And it is just, it is so bad. And the thing is, I don't think they even worry about putting any music to this. He's just up there jumping around. No, there is. There's music, but it's not good. It's, it's, It's so, like... Yeah, it's generic, like, 80 synth pop. Right. But, uh, yeah. so he's acting the thing out, and while he's jamming, he trips and falls off the stage and dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I wrote. I wrote, I wrote the guy who takes a stage dive to the head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stage is only, I don't know, six, Four seven feet? inches off the floor? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But he just falls off the stage and... He's dead. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh. So, so McReady shows up and he sees what's going on, and he just basically shuts him up in the vault. <laughs> yeah, not going, not going like, to get him was, out. Like, for me, yeah, for me that was the whole thing. I was like, wow, like, so they immediately right, right then they bring in this new hire, Kevin, and. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, so conspiracy? Like, what's going on here? Like, he tells the the owner that this guy just um, pretty much quit. Like the last three people. Yeah. Well, I guess he's gone too. Well, you got to hire somebody else, or I'm going to hire somebody to replace you. You know. <laughs> but yeah, just shut him up in the vault. Don't worry about getting him out or come. You know contacting the family or any of that stuff. <laughs> I do like, though, you know what, though? I do like the reason he hired Kevin, because he hired Kevin because of his not having a Walkman. Yeah, yes, that was the <laughs> requirement. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, right, so you're a thief, and you have all these other, you know, terrible traits about you, but you don't have a Walkman, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you're hired. Uh, yeah, super geeky. Uh, he, he means well, and Kevin gets the tour, and again, don't go near the vault. Shows him the one weapon they have on the whole premises, which is just a regular <laughs> revolver that it's like Barney Five. It's really never been shot. <laughs> they just it is, it. yeah. That, yeah. That, <laughs> it, I mean, it's so prop. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, that man. gun hasn't been used since like the 1840s. Right. And then it kind of cuts away to where uh, Kevin is driving home. <laughs> And uh, pretty cool Camaro he's driving. I have to give him that. That's pretty cool because it's old school. But he pulls up and (laughs) walks up to his house, which this house even looks like just a cardboard box. (laughs) The greeting at the door, I got a sound bite of it because (laughs) the dialogue in this movie is just the weirdest thing. It is is so bad. It is the worst. It is. (laughs) It's so bad. 
So here he is pulling up to his house and greeting his girlfriend. Hi. Not now. Your friends are here. <laughs> he just hey, said how's hi. How's it going? <laughs> hi. Not now. Your friends are here. What? We'll probably get deeper into this later, but uh, the fact that I, I honestly don't know what's going on at this point. <laughs> like, like he lives in a home where his friends are there. And he lives with a woman he's never kissed. <laughs> yeah. Who lets his friends in. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. This, the whole thing is weird. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it's all a <laughs> setup for supposedly what happens later on. But she's supposed to be just super innocent. You know, hasn't has been exposed to really anything. Reserved, yeah. And, really and, reserved. And their friends are not, you know. These people are at this house the whole time, throughout the whole movie. No matter what day it is, what time of day it is. They're all at this one house. And again, this is a budget thing, I'm sure, but there's no oh, yeah. dis- there's no distinguishing of these people actually live anywhere else but but here in this house. Uh, well her friends are like uh, like Jesse Spano <laughs> Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right. And the guy is like like a really low rent uh bargain bin Andrew McCarthy. Almost. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And uh what was up with the X rated <laughs> The whole X-rated tape thing. Like he brought oh, a with- video over after his late night shift, and and he comes. He's like, "I got a movie for us." And and the, Jesse Spano looks at it, and she's like, "Oh, my girl, <laughs> my boyfriend wouldn't bring me anything less than one X." Right. Right. <laughs> so I just again just setting up the, the the mindset of who these people are, which we get to next because her boyfriend pulls up Nick. Oh God. And and, you, <laughs> and he has this distinguishing. Recognizable car horn. <laughs> All right, man. I'd recognize that horn anywhere. That's my Nick, back from two months of army training. And you know what a man wants? <laughs> no. What does he want? <laughs> <laughs> like you'd know that horn anywhere. That's the way. I knew so many people's horns. It sounded like that back then. <laughs> He's been gone for two whole months. <laughs> it, yeah, it's bad. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, they're a couple of horned dogs, right? So, I mean, they're just going around and just having sex everywhere they can at this point. So. Well, no, when he first gets there, it's like the whole thing is about him learning to shoot and all his, like, oh, I get yeah. up at 5 a.m. every day and all this stuff. <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, while this is going on, you have... I don't know the friend's name. It's the Andrew McCarthy guy. I think his name's like Greg or Kyle. something. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Goes to use he's the phone. calling 976 Skag. <laughs> yeah. And what, what's on the other end of 976 Skag? Well, it's uh, it's this. Hi, it's me, Fantasia. Thanks for calling. I'm going to see a movie today. It's only rated PG. I want you to show up and make it rated X. <laughs> Sneak in the rear door, and when the lights go down, drop your pants and show me a full moon. <laughs> Way full better, screen. really, than if you block the projection beam. <laughs> Next, pull me down and roll me on those sticky floors. Lick that artificial butter flavor off my body. <laughs> then. Take my clothes and leave me naked. So when the lights come up, I'll be the second feature. You sure that's not long distance? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 
So he's sneaking around calling these these Dow these sex lines, which are outrageous as far as what they charge. Oh yeah. And uh, you know what's funny though is actually that actress. I looked her up, and she actually out of everybody in this entire cast, actually no, I think two people in the entire cast went on to do really huge things. This actress I think went on to do like 100 episodes of like The Young and the Restless. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, just just from watching her, I mean, of course she's pops in and out throughout the movie. Yeah, she's yeah. got she's got some chops, you know. She can actually pull some stuff off. It's just crappy what she's having to do. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's a guy later in the movie we'll talk about, but he actually is a uh, like a, vo- a voiceover guy, like a, you know, cartoon guy, and he's done like 300 something projects. Wow. Insane, yeah, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> like, you know, but I thought I should add that about the 976 gag because, yeah, that's great. you know, yeah, and I that's mean, right before we get to art warfare. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, Jesus. So, because Nick is being such a an awesome military guy, they decide to go out in the front yard and he's going to do some hand to hand training with, with Kevin. And <laughs> this is an ongoing theme through all this, which is. First off, is just terrible. the 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 fight yeah. scene is just terrible. But uh, it's it's so like like there was absolutely no choreography with this. They was no. just like turn your turn your stick, <laughs> whichever way the other person is not turning their stick. But how you deal with that? How do you cover that up? Is because you let your music <laughs> take oh care God. of these problems. This is an ongoing thing throughout this movie. Anytime there's any kind of action, you've got like a. Well, you get this. They they pretty much accent. They do music accents every time somebody either hits you know hits something or blocks something. So it kind of sounds like this. <laughs> it sounds so intense. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like cyborgs should be like fighting with battle axes. Right. Like it doesn't sound like what you actually get in this movie. Yeah, what you get is a couple of guys out in the yard fighting with a couple of hoes, and I don't mean the women. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like yeah, no, it's it's basically that's the thing. It's a hoe versus rake because right. uh, um, art. The I guess the hero of the movie, Kevin, has the uh, hoe, and uh, Nick has the rake. And the thing is, too, is like they're like. This whole thing was put forward because Nick was going to train him on military hand-to-hand combat. (laughs) And they get out there, and it's like, this wasn't a training exercise as much as it's like, pick up that sticker, you're going to get hit in the face with a hoe or a rake. (laughs) Like, there there was no, like, there was no negotiation on this. Like, it was like, no, you better grab that sticker, I'm going to beat you in the head with a rake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we get uh, one of the greatest sound effects in the whole movie where Nick's victory. Oh. <laughs> he, I know where you're going. He, uh, I hate them so much. I call her Stacy Q because she, she looks like Stacy Q to me. But he and Stacy Q she does, yeah. <laughs> go out and get in the van. And you kind of hear this going on when some dialogue's going on. So this is the sound of the van in the back. Do this. It was your idea. Well, I don't care. <laughs> How was I supposed to win, Amy? I've never even done this before. It's an unfair match. You look really pathetic. 
<laughs> if only, if only, if only there had been like a Two of Hearts remix by Hanna Barbera, that would be it. That would be the remix right there. You got oh. that. <laughs> oh man! Hearts. Boink, boink. <laughs> you know what's funny though is is I hadn't seen this in a long time, and I didn't realize that those sound effects continue through the entire movie. Yeah. Like they do not let up on those. Like they they have that that like Hanna Barbera like Cartoon Network soundboard at you know oh, just yeah. right there at the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad. It's very bad. Uh, so so we uh, we cut back to work the next day. Kevin's working and somehow they got a security camera that we never saw before that <laughs> yeah. just magically appeared on the on the uh, the, the security desk there. And they see this guy uh, just kind of snooping around. Why? Who knows? I mean, yeah, <laughs> nothing's happened in this place for 30 years. So why would there be this young punk kind of <laughs> in a leather jacket kind of snooping around? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, uh, well, actually, uh, McCready gets on his uh, the handy-dandy golf cart. <laughs> And goes down to where the guy is. Now, this this is one of those things I can't really figure out either. Because he gets on the golf cart. He drives to where this guy is. The guy kind of attacks McCready. And he kind of holds him hostage. Well, yeah. Yeah, by the knife, yeah. Yeah, he's got him, He's got him. you know, got a blade to his neck or whatever. And then, so, you know, Kevin sees what's going on. So he just hoofs it over there. And it'll take him, <laughs> I don't know, five seconds? So I'm like, this, did this just happen, like? around the corner of the building and dude had to drive you know what, the though? golf cart over there <laughs> i don't know man like i mean if if mccready was on foot like we'll talk about it later but almost every time he has to hustle or run it looks like he has a full diaper on <laughs> like just like he's just like it's it's pretty funny so i mean Ooh. maybe i mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so during this Kevin shows up and he saves the day by firing a shot in the air with the old revolver that he brings. So now he's got this new attitude. I don't know if it's because he was just just uh, morally defeated by by Nick out in his front yard or what, but he's kind of got a little attitude now. And uh, so he fires the gun and dude takes off. That's the thing too. But the dude stays in there. Yeah. He takes off, but he stays inside the same the, the you know the the movie set or what is it like yeah. movie. What is it? Yeah, studio or... Studio, yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing about it. Instead of leaving, he just goes in another direction. So guess what? Instead of holding the guy hostage and walking him out, Kevin's going to go chase him again. <laughs> yeah, because that's horrible. That makes well, sense. Well, you had to have it happen because you can't get to the rest of the story if it doesn't happen. So Kevin's chasing the snooper. You know what, though? I mean, um, I'm going to go ahead and... Spoiler alert. We shouldn't have gotten to the rest of the story. <laughs> I mean, it's so. I mean, uh, I, I'm. Not, I don't want to show my hand too early, but this is really bad. <laughs> so, anyways, he thinks that the that the snooper got into the vault. So, guess what? He opens the vault, and you don't see anything. You just hear, like you said, John Goodman eating some raviolis running by. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, McCready shows up. Oh no! You let him loose. <laughs> And, and again, again, right after this, they have their own like running side by side scene, and it is painful because <laughs> I swear to God, it's like an old man with a diaper that's full of crap, and then it's a young guy who's Kevin, and and he's like 
just trying to slow down his pace so he can keep up with the old man. Right. And it's you just, get, oh, you get, your, you get your first money shot. You get to actually see the hobgoblins. And what are they doing? Driving golf the cart. golf cart. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> now, I want to talk about the articulation with these little creatures. Because there is none. Is there? <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, is there any? <laughs> There's none. You've got one that kind of can open its mouth, and the other ones don't do anything. They just stand there. They don't uh, have it. Mean, that's it. They don't do anything. So you got no, one. There were a couple times where I was like, did that one shut its eyes? And then I rewound it. I'm like, nope, it didn't. <laughs> it was my imagination. It did not shut its eyes at all. No, no, no. I mean, they're basically just big rubber creatures that they just stuck some hair on. And, oh, they 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 just look terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd and, be bad. Uh, this would be one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like Jaws. The less you see it, the better. This would have worked in this case. <laughs> Up to this point of the movie, like, yeah, because you, I mean, despite the fact that it's called Hobgoblins and you probably would want to see that at some point, <laughs> the way they were going with this movie, because this is like halfway through. I mean, this movie, like, yeah. isn't long. Yeah. So you're at the halfway mark when they show them, and you're like, okay, well, that wasn't what we expected. <laughs> like, right. They could have just kind of like dragged it out as being what it was. <laughs> and then out of that, <laughs> uh, we get the incredible flashback where they pretty much have oh just they come from outer space. <laughs> they basically land in something that looks like a bedpan. And <laughs> this is their spaceship of choice. And uh, the backstory is so bad. The backstory is so horrible. <laughs> I've got some of it right here. But I still don't understand. I let the creatures live on the lot. It was my secret. And then I learned of the power they had. I still don't know if they figured they were doing good for people or not. They slowly began to destroy everyone on the lot. They would find a person, tap into his brain, and then create his wildest fantasy. It seemed harmless at first. I mean, watching everyone around me becoming rich or famous. <laughs> oh my so, god. Dude, the backstory here makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, first of all, so the old dork somehow knows their power and their intentions but decides to house them in this place and work there for 30 years just so they don't escape. <laughs> like, none of this makes any sense to me at all. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is you? Like, because, okay, you know, just when you get the flashback and they first land there and they're sitting there, like, wagging their heads back and forth looking at them through the smoke, I'm like, okay, so, um, what what is the communi- what is the communication here? Like, what are we doing? Like, because they absolutely are just like looking eh, cute, <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm gonna house them in this building because they're gonna possess your mind and kill you if, if I don't. How did you know that, old freak? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and just the fact of they come from outer space and they land this little bitty, like I said, it looks like a bedpan, and there's no top to it. I mean, they're just sitting in it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, and, and I mean, the thing is so small. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, we've discovered that the hobgoblins are now loose in the city, and they're attracted to bright lights. Guess where they go? 
Of all the places I, they could go in the entire, I mean, they're loose in the world. They can go anywhere. Yeah. Where do they go? I'm gonna guess that they go to Olive Oil's party. <laughs> <laughs> the, Kevin's girlfriend, Olive Oil. They go to her party. <laughs> they they go because, to Kevin's house. I mean, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, big shock there. Well, that's what it, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's an idiot dance party, like, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, home like, of the worst eighties dancing you've ever seen, man. It's really rough. <laughs> Plus, I mean, they they literally have like two or three lights, like strobe lights and stuff yep. going off. <laughs> and that's your connection there. So you see what they did. This is the genius of this movie. <laughs> genius. Uh, the genius of this movie Love is it. you know you got. You got gremlins, and you know they hate bright light. But hobgoblins, they're attracted by bright light. <laughs> that's the genius twist of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reason they didn't get sued, <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah, so they're having this big party. A big party. There's three people at a party. <laughs> Four people. It's, 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 it's one gay dude who is <laughs> pretending to be straight the entire movie, and uh, two chicks. <laughs> and they've got a turntable and a strobe light. And that strobe light, from miles away, I guess, is what brought the hobgoblins to their house. Oh. <laughs> Which, Remember? I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Um, were there only four hobgoblins? I think That's what so. I thought. Yeah. But, but like, I, I feel like coming up soon, like, yeah. when Jesse Spano kills one of them on the front lawn. Right. I feel like there the, were more after that. There were, yeah. like, four... It's like there's yes. always four, no matter what. So yes, it's kind yeah, of a, no, yeah, it's always four. So yeah. Very weird. Yeah, so <laughs> so the hobgoblins are outside looking in the window. And you remember we heard their horn of <laughs> of Nick's car earlier, the van. You know, so we get this great shot of, you hear the horn again. It just sounds just like Nick's van. So Stacy Q runs outside, and we've got a hobgoblin standing outside with a bicycle horn. <laughs> Love it. Squeezing it, making that sound like it sounds like his van, because it's so recognizable. <laughs> well, I love this because uh, like Stacy Q and the Hobgoblin, yeah. they do a whole lot of lawn wrestling. Oh like, gosh, man! Oh my god! Like, I mean, there's a lot that leads up to this, you know. Um, in fact, there's stuff that leads up to this that I thought was very out of place in this movie. <laughs> like the whole thing with her friend coming out, uh, all foil came out and was like, Hey, you, you must be cold. Here's a coat. And she's like, get out of here. <laughs> I don't need your coat. My boyfriend will be back. I don't need your coat. Yeah, and your then, coat. Like exactly. Five seconds after that, the hobgoblin, you know, attacks her and they have this awesome, you know, like, they have this awesome roll around in the grass. It's just like, she's just holding a teddy bear and just rolling back and forth on the ground going, Oh, Oh, e! <laughs> it's funny because like she kills him with a hoe, which I mean, the yeah. yeah, foreshadowing. Plus, you know, it's funny that a hoe killed him with a hoe. <laughs> you know, it's a and little how, funny. And how do you distinguish that? How do you make the hoe killing so distinguishable in the movie? You give it music stabs like this. <laughs> That's the reason. That's the reason there should have been less hobgoblins because she literally like chopped that thing yeah. up, man. Yeah. Like there, there's no reason for that thing to survive. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. And I, I kind of thought the same thing. It's like, well, there's one of them down. Because later on, 
when they start killing them off, that's kind of how they kill them off, you know? Yeah. And well, well, right after this, though, is like right after this is when they go into the house and <laughs> the three of them have the, they basically have a stuffed animal fight on the couch. Like, oh, man. It's. Oh, it's, it's basically three human adults wrestling with three stuffed animals on oh, the couch. And, <laughs> That's and all the, I can say. And with these creatures, too, when when they're not holding them, you can basically tell somebody's off screen just holding it underneath them and just shaking them because their arms and stuff are just rubbery. They're just shaking back and forth. Kind of reminds me back in the like early 80s or in the late 70s, you'd buy these little action figures. They're totally rubber, though. And you could shake him, it'd be like the Hulk, right? And you could shake him, and his arms would just flop, right? Kind of like a Stretch Armstrong-looking thing. I was going to say Stretch small. Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And that's exactly what these things look like, man. They're just shaking <laughs> them to try to make them look like they're actually alive, and it just looks p- pathetic. <laughs> they look really, really bad. And uh, th- this would be this is a scene to see just because... It'll make you laugh. I mean, it's just that bad. Oh. <laughs> well, Nick, I mean, Nick shows up, and the first thing, first of all, the first thing he does is go to his glove compartment and grab a hand, hand grenade. grenade. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> I knew I'd use this someday. Are you uh, serious? Right. Like, the, I, when you're in the military, I mean, I know this movie's tongue in cheek and it's stupid, but like, nobody just hands out hand grenades. <laughs> like, and keep, them in the most, a, keep them in your glove box, you know. I've been know, waiting right? for a chance to use this <laughs> god forbid you get in an accident the airbag goes off because you're all dying it's like <laughs> you know sir you've went through two months of military training here's your honorary hand grenade <laughs> <laughs> so when he well, you getting- know what's funny though is, is, is when he gets there though like uh kevin shows up immediately right, yeah. and shuts off the power because he's like you guys are retarded like we're not doing this and how like, does he do that this is what blows my mind he literally just he reaches inside the door and hits a light switch and it kills the electricity to the whole house, to everything. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like I, I I didn't know how he did that because <laughs> it was like one one flip turned everything. They turned the strobes off, turned the record player yeah. off, everything, everything. Yeah, I wonder if he just maybe he's just a prepper. You know, one of those guys that you know, in case anything <laughs> I happens. I doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, great, great stuff. So they turn off the switch, and they're all standing right there at the door. And guess what? We get another scene of the hobgoblins, or we don't get a scene. We just see them standing there looking down. But you get again the the, the sound of them running by, and they run. And what do they get into? Nick's van. Okay. Why? And for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, that van is more secure than a vault. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're trapped in this van. They couldn't get out of this vault for years and years, but, like, you know, they eventually did, and now they're in a van, and they can't figure out a handle. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. Yeah, ridiculous. But I, I do love that. Because well, I love that because Kevin kind of throws it back on Nick. He's like, here, they're in your van. Go deal with it. Right. <laughs> So apparently, you know, hobgoblins know how to open and close van doors. I just, you know, these these things are really smart, apparently. I but, you know, I'm, you could actually get really smart with this movie and think that this movie actually was, like, really well, like, written because <laughs> of the whole fact that, you know, maybe um, the whole thing with her hearing the bike horn, or, or not the bike horn, the, the van horn, was her already being, like, 
taken over mentally by them. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I'm giving it way too much credit, man. <laughs> I know I am, <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, because I, I thought that during the movie, I'm like, there's no way they would go along with this. Oh, but what if the hobgoblins had already taken over their mind? Right. Oh well, I I think I'm giving this. I, th- I think I'm giving Rick Sloan way too much writing credit. <laughs> <laughs> so the great thing, the great thing about this too is, you've gone from we've been attacked in a house by these little creatures. They run out. They've gotten in the van. So how do you celebrate? You call the sex line. So Cal, because of all the trauma he's had, I guess he has to call the sex line again, which we get another great piece of that right here. Hi, it's me, Fantasia. Thanks for calling. I need a new house pet to impress my friends. Now hurry what? before the zookeeper comes. Help me hide this iguana on my body. Uh, can I help you, miss? Oh, yes, Mr. Beastmaster. Something just caught up my leg. Oh, see if you can find it. I think you better come back to my office with me. Now, wait a minute. Are you sure your office is in the baboon pit? Mr. Zookeeper, what do you think you're doing? This isn't the children's petting zoo. Oh, my God. I have a new house pet for you, miss. <laughs> oh, Mr. Zookeeper, I could never take a cockatoo that size. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Stop wasting your money calling me. I'm right outside your door. Don't keep me waiting, lover. So, what happens during this scene is while he's getting bothered by this zoo story, there's a hobgoblin yeah. standing right by him. I mean, yeah, right by him. <laughs> and, 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 and the whole time it's there, it's like its mouth's wide open and it's nodding. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time. <laughs> so you, you kind of hear the dialogue there where it changes, and she says she's right outside. So again, these hobgoblins play tricks on your mind. So this And again, is- that's never defined throughout this entire movie because really, yeah. what tricks they play, like some stuff is actually real and other people can see it, and some stuff is just like in your own mind. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It's completely just all over the place. Yep. There's no rules to this movie. We can do whatever we no, want to. No, none. So, uh, <laughs> so she said she's right outside. So he goes out. And there she stands, man, out in the middle of the street. Looks like a solid gold dancer, really. Uh, <laughs> got some smoke going on behind her. And she's standing there with some spandex pants and stuff on, right? And I believe it's, it is the same girl. And uh, <laughs> I honestly, I couldn't tell, but I think so. And then uh, they get in the uh, AMC hatchback and take off down the road. <laughs> they go to Reputation Road, right? Reputation Road. And in the back seat, guess what? Hobgoblin sitting in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what I love about this, though? Is they say the hobgoblins dominate your mind. And they, they, like, they control what you really want. They give you everything you really want in life. And I'm like, almost... 75% of the time that this woman's with Kyle, she's <laughs> nagging and bitching at him. Right. Drive like, faster. Turn that, here. Yeah. Is that what he wanted? He wanted this. <laughs> oh, yep. Again, just over overseeing, you know, some of the things that should have happened. So during this time, <laughs> Kevin realizes that that Kyle has taken off. So <laughs> this is my favorite line of the whole movie. The rest of the people are in the house and he looks at him and he says, You stay here. And don't fantasize about anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a line for the he's, ages right I mean, there. Kyle's... <laughs> I mean, not Kyle, Kevin. Uh, he's he's the... Uh, he's the most anti-hero <laughs> <laughs> ever. Yeah, I mean, don't... It's like you, you want to root for him because you know he's a good guy, but he's so freaking dumb. Yeah. Don't fantasize about anything. Okay. So, that leads us to Reputation Road, which is basically a piece of cardboard on a piece of wood that says <laughs> Reputation Road on it. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the, what, the All the Way sign? Or is it, what does it say? Like, oh, like after is, that, there's there's a sign that says, like, All the Way or, like, yeah. To the Edge or yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, that's where she wants to park, you know, so they can get out there. And, <laughs> and then, from this point... She's getting out of the car and going to the back, and she <laughs> she's trying to push the car over the ledge. And dude's just sitting in the car going, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just, he's like, hey, you okay back there? J- yeah, just shut up and stay in there and uh, just hang tight. I mean, she's back there by herself trying to push this car, which is just ridiculous. Kevin shows up, and, and that's the thing, though. That's the, that's that's again with the rules of the movie, which there are none. <laughs> You're right. Like Kevin sees her, but yeah. he sees, he he sees her. her so. And here's the thing: is he goes up and he tries to hit her with the hoe. And, yeah, yeah. I've got it wrote here. He tries to hit the hoe with the hoe, and <laughs> she's having trouble pushing a car, but she just puts up one arm and totally blocks him. <laughs> And holds oh, she it throws in there. it back like 15 feet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how can you not push a car? <laughs> but then he sees a hobgoblin over there standing up behind the sign. So he goes over and he whacks, whacks the, the hobgoblin with the hoe. And when it kills the hobgoblin, she disappears. And then uh, Cal gets out of the car and Kevin's like, dude, what are you doing? Don't you know that this was all, you know, they're in a big argument. And this is so cliche. But while they're talking, the car rolls off the cliff. And explodes. And you know what, though, for this movie, that explosion was pretty good. <laughs> it probably Honestly, came from something else. <laughs> it had to. Have, it had to have been from. It had to be stock footage stock from footage, something. Yeah. <laughs> because that looked way too good. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. And uh, so they get back in Kevin's car. They go back to the house, <laughs> and uh, we get this little tidbit of of great lines. Oh. <laughs> I'll discuss my phone bill with you later. <laughs> oh no. They're gone! <laughs> That's John Goodman! She's my ravioli. So yeah, man, uh, they get back and the van's been open, which, like, we didn't already know that because he just killed one out somewhere else. I know, right? Hello, we already knew. Well, yeah. Don't worry about continuity. It doesn't matter at all. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Continuity is just suggested. You know, after this, though, it gets to that... You know, that whole thing, again, I don't know how these hobgoblins work. Because Stacey Q and her boyfriend, Nick, seem unaffected. But for some reason, olive oil, she's reading... She's reading the paper and seeing all these, like, strip clubs. She's like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do next. So... (laughs) Uh, she tells apparently she tells them and they're like completely fine with it although they haven't been possessed or whatever yeah. and uh, so, she, so she, they go to this strip club called was it Club Scum Club Scum yeah there's <laughs> oh an advertisement God. in the paper and of course Kevin runs back in and says where did Amy go she went to Club Scum what <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, this place, man, I mean... <laughs> this is my favorite part of the movie, actually, because I feel like you get more actors in this in this whole area. <laughs> like, I feel like the movie is, like, so, like, monotone and dry. Right. Yeah. And I feel like when you get to this club, everybody, there actually are actors there. <laughs> get, <laughs> like, getting, getting a little more variety. Well, actors may be stretching the word. Like, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but uh, there's extra people. How about that? But uh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this place, man, uh, I don't know. It... It looks like it looks like just an old shut down pizzeria from back in the day. It didn't look anything like a club. <laughs> no, it, and it didn't even look like any kind of club it was trying to be because it's like the strippers strip in front of the band. Like what the, what the hell's going on here? Speaking of like, which, we've got a pretty cool band. They kind of sound like this. So they sound better. Hey, I'm than not they, gonna lie, I like I like that song. I do like, too. They, and they sound better yeah. than they look. But here's the thing. Oh yeah. Here's the thing is, I don't know a word this guy is saying, man. This song is pretty <laughs> kicking. But listen to this. See if you can figure out any word he says here. What I heard was your chub went subway trouble. So <laughs> your just, chub went subway trouble. It's like, like wow. <laughs> Literally, I, I don't know a single word he says in pretty much no, the whole song. Not at all. And they got actually that this band got billed in the credits. As far I mean the the original open credits. Yeah. Like I said, the yeah. music was pretty kicking. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah well, but- I mean, the, like just like I said a few minutes ago, I mean, this like, I think the whole strip club part of the movie is like the best part. Yeah, and then we get, <laughs> I mean- <laughs> then we get uh, you know the, the 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 our heroes or anti heroes or whatever you want to call this bunch of people that's been dealing with the hobgoblins <laughs> walk in and you get some seedy people. You know they walk up to, so you got some extras here that. Really aren't worth mentioning. You got a girl with a beehive. You got the bouncer that's kind of you know guarding everything. You got this weird, I don't know, like guy from uh, all that jazz up on the stage, you know, trying oh, yeah. to talk. To, yeah. So you got all this weird I li- stuff. I mean, I do. I like the MC. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and hold on, hold on, one second. I actually found out earlier. I was looking at him because he's the guy I was saying the the second person that has a lot of credits. Yeah. He's a big voice actor, and apparently, he's doing a movie that apparently Jason Priestley is directing. Wow! Look how and far we've come. Doing, <laughs> well, no, no. Well, he's doing the voice of Phil Hartman. The movie's a biopic. It's like an animated oh. biopic of Phil Hartman, and I'm like, that's awesome. Like, Phil Hartman is like one of my heroes. Oh, so. sure. I'm just trying to figure like, out why it would be an animated. Yeah, that's I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like Phil that Hartman as well, but that's that's kind of weird. But okay, you know, I'll check I mean, it out. They, <laughs> we'll see. Well, right now the full thing is like in is like I think the, the status is like pre-production or like in the works. Is like so it could change a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but 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 that was the on his imdb that was the top thing i was like whoa that's awesome well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least you're still doing something yeah congrats dude well, well and that's the thing is like i said like i said he has like 300 credits of just voice acting wow Dudes, I mean, dudes like in tons of stuff. He's in everything, like every cartoon you can imagine in the last like thirty years. Wow, hey, you, yeah. you've been seeing more people kind of getting into into doing that kind of stuff. So it's pretty wild. Well, I, and I like that. I, and, and I always myself wanted to get into that. So like, yeah. it's cool to see people that actually are successful doing that. Yeah. So in, in this movie, he's our announcer, and he announces Amy, <laughs> and uh, she comes out in strips. Well. <laughs> Sort of. Sort of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We get stripped down to basically a a corset, I guess. That's about about it. So not much of a strip show, but hey, you know, keeping it clean for the kids because kids want to see hobgoblins. <laughs> Can you explain to me why she says at one point that she's not wearing underwear, but she's wearing underwear? On stage? <laughs> it's it's all the illusion, man. I mean, in her so mind, she's like, <laughs> in her mind, she's not wearing any, but in reality, okay. she is. <laughs> she says that like you're literally standing there in underwear, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she also says this terrified of them. Riding a motorcycle is like sitting on the world's largest vibrator. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. I watched that 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 little clip like three times. And you know what? If you watch, you watch uh, Stacy Q and the the Nick. Yeah, the boyfriend Nick. They cannot contain themselves with laughter during that. <laughs> they they are like, while she's saying that, they are like trying their hardest not to laugh. No. <laughs> it is so funny. And, and you know, to me, like, that's endearing to me because it's like, I don't know if that was, you know, unscripted or if, or if, if they just like didn't know she was going to say that. But like, yeah, just watching their faces and their reaction is like, there's like the Stacy Q girl, like covers her face and just starts cracking up. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I wow. love it. <laughs> that line though. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the bouncer is like hitting on her and says, Hey, you want to go ride my bike? And Kevin's like, she hates motorcycles. She's never even been on one. And then she She's says that. So yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy. And then after that, I don't know why, but a general shows up. <laughs> <laughs> full uniform and everything. Yeah, full uniform and uh, pretty much, I guess it's Nick's fantasy, but it turn, turns Nick into Rambo, right? So the bar is starting to go absolutely nuts. So he sets up Nick as Rambo to let him start just wiping things out, I guess. So you got well, Nick running hold on, around. <laughs> hold on. You, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it seems at first like it's Nick's fantasy, and, it, and I'm sure it is. But later on, the sergeant's still there, <laughs> like, right? He because he talks to the other to, to one of the uh, like to. Uh, um, well, he's talking to Stacy Q the whole Stacey time. Stacy Q, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it's weird because like. I didn't think at first that he was actually there. I thought it was like all Nick's imagination, you know, like the hobgoblins made him appear, made him do that. But no, he's still there. Yeah, he's like, no, this is this is the training he needs. Yeah, it's just yeah. Again, there's no logic, absolutely no logic to this. They're just trying to make something happen. They got to find a way to end this movie. <laughs> it's like once you get in too deep, you're like, we just got to do yeah. it, guys. Like you we started, just, we just got to keep going. It's kind it's kind of like the end of some of the Stephen King stories. I'm up trying to knock him but you know the build up is no, so no, good no 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 that's that's accurate and you get to the end you're like 
That's the best you come up with the ending for this? Oh, it turns into a big bug, and they kill it with a slingshot. <laughs> the end. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. King. <laughs> yeah. Trash can man gets on a on a missile and rides it into space. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, the bar is starting to go nuts. And uh, the general is wanting to take Stacy Q for himself. So... How does he again? Again, that whole fantasy thing, and maybe she's fantasizing about want, the general. I don't know. Does he? Does he want her for the USO show? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's He's, so weird because, like, like it feel. I feel like these fantasies are forced as hell. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> does she fantasize that the general of her boyfriend would come to her and ask her to be in the USO show? Right, yeah. Yeah. So Jeez. in order to pull this off, to get he has to get rid of Nick. So what does he do? We got another hand grenade, folks. So either the person <laughs> making this movie has a fatuation infatuation with, with hand grenades, or maybe they just had a plastic one and said, We need to use this in the movie a couple of times. I uh, think it was a prop that they were given for free. <laughs> and they were like, We gotta incorporate this somehow, guys. Like it's just gotta happen. And this, and then goes, when it happened twice, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome!" Twice, let's do it. <laughs> so he he pulls the pin on the hand grenade, throws it on the ground, so Nick will dive on it to protect everybody else. And when it explodes, Nick catches on fire. Now I don't know if you know much about hand grenades, but that's not what happens. <laughs> I mean, and, and 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 with the rest of this movie, it's just so inconsistent. Oh man! Like, oh my god! Like. No, but yeah, he's wandering around like Freddy Krueger in the end of Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Just like <laughs> completely engulfed in flames. Right. So uh, <laughs> so this kind of upsets uh, Stacy Q. So how does she get back at the general? Well, guess what she's got? A hand grenade. Of course. Yeah, Why she not? <laughs> takes another hand grenade and blows up the general. And <laughs> when it blows up, <laughs> all you see on the ground... There's a couple of smoking boots and a couple of hobgoblins laying there. So I'm going, wait a minute. Does that mean that the general was basically a hobgoblin in each boot? And they they were pretending to be the general? I really want to know. I never thought about that, but that's awesome. You got two hobgoblins and two smoking boots. (laughs) Lock, stock, and two hobgoblins. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh my God. And, uh, so after that, you still just got the chaos going on. But they run out and <laughs> they get, all get in the van, right? Everybody that's left alive, because you remember Nick blew up. So they're all they all get in the van. They drive driving back to the studio. For I some reason, why? Don't know why. Absolutely okay. no reason why. Because they can't go home, I guess. Uh, who knows? But in the back seat of the van, guess what's back there? Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my Torino. <laughs> <laughs> my Torino. So, back there. And so they get to the studio, and guess who's there? But the guy that was snooping around earlier. And he's got and a pair. And a, <laughs> and a pair of nunchucks. Because <laughs> if somebody pulls a gun on me, I'm gonna go back and try to fight him with some nunchucks. <laughs> Well, I think anything, nunchucks, throwing stars, anything that, you know, maybe a bow staff. Oh, man. (laughs) So, uh, he gives Kevin a pair of nunchucks as well, because he wants to duel with him again. So we get another fight scene. And guess what else you get? That's right. Musical stabs. I mean, I think 
What's amazing is I know I know exactly what sound that is they're using because it's called orchestra hit. You used to get it on all the '80s keyboards back then. It just made the whole sound just going to. <laughs> so there's literally a guy watching this movie, watching the scene, just doing the thing, and just hitting the button. <laughs> uh, you know what though, and I'm gonna say this, you know, with pretty much 100 percent certainty that the the music was probably more thought out than anything in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That was an afterthought actually. <laughs> uh, so coming out of that, you know, the, the, he he actually beats up the snooper guy and then uh then the snooper pulls out a gun, which is unexpected. So uh they're all at gunpoint and he's got the gun pointed at Kevin, he's about to shoot him. Then all of a sudden you hear a shot Kevin standing still. What it is is McCready had shown up, and he's got the gun. He shoots a hobgoblin. When he shoots a hobgoblin in the van, which is dangerous if you ask me, because you're just shooting into a van. Yeah. <laughs> but the snooper disappears. So the, the, apparently he was just that, a God. Like the logic here. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just because I remember the scene so perfectly. It's like it's like he, he shot the guy, and the guy disappears. But earlier, when the guy was trying to fight the girl off, pushing the car off the cliff. It's like he couldn't affect her, but the hobgoblin had to be. It's like, come on, guys, what are we doing here with this? Like, I'm trying to understand like the relation to the people in the hobgoblins. Yeah, and then at this point, this is what blows my mind. We've just killed a whole bunch of hobgoblins, but the hobgoblins all run back into the vault. (laughs) Because that's you know, I mean, that's what they do apparently. So apparently, yeah. So they all run. They run back into the vault. Why? <laughs> Why is there any, even any, any hobgoblins left, for one thing? Because there's only four. You only see four. There's four. Ever. They've been yeah. killed multiple times. I don't know, man. I think if these things went up against gremlins, they, they'd oh, be screwed. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, dude. They run back in. Just, the, that, just that one gremlin that was Rambo from part two. <laughs> <laughs> so they run back into the vault. And in order to solve the problem... McCready decides to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about this? This thing, like, out of everything in this entire movie that was never thought about, this one bugged me the most because they blew up the top floor of a building <laughs> where and say, were to kill the hobgoblins, but they were in a vault in the basement. <laughs> Can you explain to me why the hell that works? <laughs> well, here's, here's my thing. We've gone through this entire story. Uh, oh, something we forgot to mention is uh, after that, Nick shows up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's been blown and I love, up and I love set how on fire. His, his first gesture of love is him like crutching himself over there and then thrusting, cross-thrusting <laughs> at, at the CCQ. <laughs> Uh, and needless to say, they go in the van, and you get more of the Hanna Barbera sound going on, even though yeah, he's just been it's... blown up. So here's here's my thing: the whole reason of stopping the hobgoblins is because they go out there and they trick people's minds and they kill people. How many people were killed in this movie? None. 
No, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, this movie's logic is all over the place. I mean, I mean, maybe Nick came back. Maybe, Nick's not dead. I mean, yeah, the only person that we don't know about that supposedly died was a guy that fell off the stage in the first, you know, at the first in the vault. Oh yeah, you're and right. He may yeah. not be dead. Dennis, He's probably yeah, dead from starvation dead. because he locked him in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> but they run back in there and they blow it up and. They're in the van, getting it on again, and McCready's calling his boss to tell him the news of, hey, uh, the place just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he'd been fired, like, previously. Right, yeah, he, 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 he took his job away from him, so he could blow it up if he wanted to. We don't get to see uh, what they don't show, which I guess why it took them so long to make part two is getting McCready out of jail for blowing up a business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure by the time 2009 rolled around and they did the sequel, I'm pretty sure McCready was long gone. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Uh, R.I.P. McCready. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> that, folks, right there in a nutshell is Hobgoblins. Uh, so, Ricky, oof. what were they thinking, man? Oh, what were they thinking? Like, like, what, what, did you get any of those? Get just script in general, man. I mean, it, it, obviously it was a grab for the, 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 the days of gremlins and, like I said, the, the, the ghoulies, ghoulies, that kind of thing. That was what they were going stuff. for. They were just too, trying to do a money grab. They didn't think this thing out. They worked. I mean, I, I guess as a, it's almost like a student film, I guess, because you use it locations is, yeah. you can just get your hands on. It's super low budget, and for you that, use your friends, everybody yeah, you know, yeah. you know, your grandpa to act in it. I mean, we can use those excuses all we want, but that's the way Evil Dead was made too. So, it, it's oh, a, I know, right? Evil Dead is a classic. Yeah, it's about doing the best you can with what you got, and here we just did whatever we could with what we got, just not doing our best. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, just the script in general, man. The the whole fact of them legendary have have been killing off actors and actresses, you know, promising fame, almost kind of the the devil, you know, thing there, yeah. the motif of sell me your soul and I'll give you the riches. Or whatever. Except for it, it, like never gave them anything. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so it was so empty. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that was my whole thing is we made up this fake reason of why they do these things, but they don't really do it very well. The hobgoblins are no. not good at doing what they do. It's kind of like stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like, what were they thinking? I, I said having every character act like aliens pretending to pass as humans because <laughs> er nobody in this film seemed like a real human being. That's very like, true. Everybody seemed just very odd and off yeah and uh and then also um amy and kevin's relationship like the whole thing where it's like she hasn't kissed you yet but you guys live together and she's letting your friends in say hey, i don't know what's going on here because yeah. you're paying the phone bill because your friends make sex calls <laughs> and I, the whole thing is just like so convoluted it's like <laughs> do you even live there or like are you just paying the phone bill what the hell's going on uh. <laughs> Man, did you, did you uh, get any good lessons from this? Good lessons from a bad movie. <laughs> if you're at a movie studio or any studio, if you if there's a vault, don't go in it. <laughs> I, I say uh, never take hobgoblins into your home and show them hospitality because you know that guy did it for thirty years and it like backfired on him hardcore. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, um, another thing too is some bouncers at clubs apparently just bounce you back to your seat. Because how many times did Kevin get up and the bouncer just threw him back into his seat <laughs> instead of throwing him out of the building? <laughs> uh, and beware, beware of, of uh, fire hand grenades because they will set you on I fire. <laughs> Didn't know those oh, existed. My. What about upgrades? How would you upgrade this? God. <laughs> I love that. Uh, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to upgrade this. I haven't thought that through. <laughs> I, I, I put my first thing I put on there was maybe some actors. <laughs> like, Ooh, maybe some actors would have improved this. Yeah, maybe, maybe a good, a good script. You know, maybe some things that uh, have some continuity to it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they should have pushed the car off the ledge with. Uh, with dude in it, <laughs> yes, that would have helped. Well, you know, I mean, also, I mean, uh, I mean, more of the club MC uh, or MC in the band. I mean, yeah, like I think I think Those they were the most entertaining part of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so uh, yeah, it's just uh, this is one of those movies that have you seen the MST3K version of this? No, I haven't. If not, it's on YouTube and it's on Netflix. You yeah, need to watch I, I almost, it. I almost checked it out before we it's ran. It's hilarious. But, but I hate to I hate to do that because I'll be influenced to talk about some of the things they did, you know. So well, I try to that's the things like and I, I haven't watched it in years, so I'll probably watch it now that we've yeah. done the show. Because I don't want to watch it beforehand because I don't want to, you know, like you know, re- replicate what they're saying or whatever. Exactly. But yeah. um this movie <laughs> watching without without Tom Servo and Crow and Mike is painful. Yeah, <laughs> this movie it's, is it's a pretty painful movie. It's not as painful as um you know Blood Salvage, but it's pretty close. <laughs> it's very close. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, I'd almost put it kind of in the same spot, but I don't know. I th- even think Blood Salvage had a few things that made you kind of go, all right, that's pretty cool. Where this one, you just kind of oh, go... So this is lower. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty low, man. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It is bad, yeah. yeah. So on the bus, where are you sitting at, man? I'm going to say next to the last seat, man. I'm not, I'm not going gonna to put it all the way in the back because I still have hope for this movie for some reason. Um, it's, it's still got some fun stuff in it. I mean, it's not really yeah. one I want to revisit. But I didn't, just, I didn't just sit there and go, I just want to turn this thing off, because I never got to that uh, point. Which I as, did. As we, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but Battlefield Earth, when we covered it, I turned it off four times. So, you know, being if I can make it through it without having to really stop it, then it's not the worst thing I've seen. So You know what? Um, I'm going to actually mirror what you just said, because uh, until you said Battlefield Earth... I hadn't thought about how bad movies can get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this would be next to last because um, Battlefield Earth, yeah, I, I honestly, that, that movie was a chore. Yeah. It yeah. was an absolute chore to get through. So, and good. Just, I mean, um, I, I think that's I think that's kind of where this one belongs because, like I said, you can't... Blood Salvage, I think, is right there at that same mark for this one as far as where it would sit. So, I think that's a that's a good place for it. Well, Blood Salvage actually had actors, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that that was a benefit to that. Yeah, <laughs> this one, I mean, that's the thing is this movie, I, I mean, and like I said earlier, like you when you see that scene where they're chuckling at her saying the whole thing about the vibrator motorcycle thing, um, you see that these people aren't actors; these people are just like yeah. friends who got together and made this movie, and 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 everything was kind of funny to them, and you can see like in certain takes, you can see that they were having fun, and and so. Yeah. Again, like you know, I, I, I'm glad you said that about Battlefield Earth because oh. there was absolutely no levity to that, and this at least had that. 
I mean, this even, at least had that, that little uplifting bit. <laughs> the the logic of this movie is incredible versus the logic of <laughs> Battlefield Earth. But and we're we're just getting off on a spill here. But you know, I think I think this movie is not good. <laughs> no, no. But I didn't absolutely hate it. But I probably never are you really gonna are, oh, go are you and I gonna make a pact to do the sequel or? <laughs> oh yeah, I'd, I'd do the sequel in a heartbeat for this show. Absolutely. If we can find I'd it. love to see how, where they go with that. I mean, right. 2009. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking, you know, quite a few years later. Maybe maybe some upgrades that we brought up may be in there. Who knows? Dude, I can. <laughs> I really hope they don't go with CGI hobgoblins. <laughs> that would be terrible. But it would also be kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Broadcasting from the Cursed Earth, the Psycho Semanticast. Let us face without panic the reality of our time, the fact that atom bombs may someday be dropped on our cities, and let us prepare for survival by understanding the weapon that threatens us. To have a uh, an ignorant, uh, thin-skinned megalomaniac uh, who. Sends off you know, Twitter's at 3 a.m. if somebody angered him. Neo-Nazis turning up in Washington, D.C. to have a rally saying, Heil Trump. We talk about politics. I knew I couldn't trust you corporate greaseballs. We talk about movies. You can't come down here and arrest people just because of what they look like. Are you crazy? But that's police harassment. We talk about political movies. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. They're all around us and you never knew them. You can only see them with these special glasses. The Psycho Semanticast. Also known as the Psycho Semantic Podcast. Hey, you guys! All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Hey, if you enjoyed this, the show, not necessarily the movie, but if you enjoyed this show, <laughs> just share the love out there, man. Start telling your friends about it. We are going to try to crank these out a little more often, <laughs> a lot more often than what we just did. But, you know, maybe every couple of weeks or something like that, we'll try to bring a new show to you. We just want to have fun with this. If you have ideas for movies you want us to cover, you think that we haven't covered anything bad enough just yet, send us a note, man. Put it out there. Give us a message. Just let us know. We will tackle it. That's what we're here to do. And, uh, we're just having a blast with this. It is great to get back and do this, Johnny. I'm enjoying it, man. I love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Like we've always said this, but there's just there's no end to the amount of terrible movies, right. and um, we have so many on the docket, man. So many. I mean, and this this is a good comeback episode, but like we we have some really good ones coming up. We have some great guests that are gonna be on the show. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Super excited about that. It's gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean. The show, I, I'm really excited. It's going to be great to talk about just really bad movies. <laughs> it sounds weird to say it out loud, but it, you know, these movies are terrible. We're gonna we're gonna tell you about them. <laughs> yeah, and one movie, maybe one movie we brought up during this episode, maybe the next one we talk about. I don't know. We're we're in the talks about it right now. So, uh, but yeah, if you have any ideas, if you if there's something you want us to kind of rip on. Tell us what it is. We'd be glad to do it. Don't forget to check us out over on uh, on Legion Podcast and all the awesome shows over there, too, man. they got a lot going on and keep gaining new shows all the time, new podcasts. So a lot's happening, folks. So uh, Tons of content, yeah. It's absolutely. Just so, uh, but we are all But we are just absolutely thrilled to be back and just hope you keep riding with us, folks.
If that's it, Johnny, you got anything else you want to say, man? No, keep on the stay on the bus. That's right. <laughs> we will see you folks next time. Adios. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.